Thanks, John. So, so good to be here. Uh, thank you to you and Sandra for just being a great couple. Uh, just love you guys, and I, I uh, love being here, and um, it's just so good. And what a wonderful church. It's such a tremendous sense of God here. It's quite, you know, I mean, boy, I mean, you know, I wouldn't like to say it's better than our church, but I tell you, man, it's, it's right up there. Wow, it really is. Just such wonderful liberty and family and, oh, you know, heart for the, for the lost. It's just tremendous. It really is. So um, if I may, I'm just going to go back to that um, conference clip very briefly and do an ad- advert now. So, um, so, so we have New Zealand and beyond um, every year down here in Christchurch, and it's very much not about us. It's about, frankly, about our nation. It's about your neighbour, unsaved, your family member, because it's called Reaching, well, Reaching New Zealand and Beyond. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's really about impacting our communities and, frankly, going overseas with the gospel. New Zealand has a phenomenal missions call on it. And once, per capita, we were the highest sending uh, mission nation in the world. And so, so very much the heartbeat of, of our conference is um, inspiring and mobilising the church to reach your neighbour, to reach the unsaved, and uh, to really go for it and uh, feel courage and, and all those things. And uh, just to, to really know that's the heartbeat of God for our land. It really is the heartbeat. It's the Great Commission. And also to, for the church to rise up in prayer. You know, churches can do a lot of great things, but so often the main thing is not always the main thing. And prayer and evangelism uh, are the two main things that God calls every church to. And so our conference is very much about this. And so I hope you'll um, sign up. We actually li- raised the prices this year. I think the full price, I think it's 110 But we are offering a bargain for you today. Yes. I twisted Pastor Tark's arm really tight, and I wouldn't let it go until we got $50, everybody. That is uh, under half. So it's only for today. And so... Um, um, we can, we'll, we'll take that, the information desk uh, there, and so you just sign up today, um, pay your money, and uh, I, you will not regret it. It's on a Monday night, so you can work all day Monday, you know, all day Tuesday it runs, and then it finishes Wednesday about midday. So it's not a big part of, of your week anyway. So that's coming up in March, so please do consider that. Okay, well, let's just pray, shall we, as we come to God's Word today. Father, we want to just... Uh, Bring our hearts afresh to you. We thank you for your presence with us. We pray, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Give each of us something that we can see God working wonderfully in our lives from today, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the theme that I I have on my heart today is the theme of breakthrough. And as we're worshipping today, I, I guess I just felt a little bit of God's heart for you. You know, you're in a situation, it's not breaking through. And, you know, your own heart, if there's breakthrough, it's, it's your heart breaking sometimes. And, you know, God wants you to know he feels that. He feels it right with you. You're not alone. And sometimes with breakthrough, it, it, you know, it isn't like that. It just does take time. And it's certainly been that way in my life, and I'm sure in yours as well. And so I will just mention that as for, and we don't even know the reasons why sometimes, that why God is doing it like that. We, we don't understand um, the fact that it doesn't come when we pray, but it does come, you know, it does come one way or another, one time or another. And today my heart is that we will, um, 
release faith in our hearts. We release God um, in our lives, and we will see some breakthroughs this morning. Now, I'm going to try and give you my short version of this message. So I'm just looking for my summary. And uh, so that's why I'm just chatting now at at the moment. So that's fine. So I wonder where it is. (laughs) This is the long, you don't want to hear the long version. So that's all good. Oh, that's all right. I can I can get there anyway. So, so so breakthrough. It's something that's um, really there. And uh, if you've got a Bible this morning, let's just go to uh, two Corinth. Sorry, two Samuel chapter five and verse. We'll look at verse twenty. So Second Samuel chapter five and verse twenty. It's the story of David. He's just become king. Um, the Philistines are pretty angry with him, and uh, in Second Samuel chapter five, they are wanting to beat him up and kill him and destroy him. And so we read these words. So David, in verse nineteen, actually, two Samuel five nineteen. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, "Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand?" The Lord said to David, "Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand." So David went <coughs> went to Baal Perizim. Excuse me. And David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of the place Baal Perizim. There was a great breakthrough for David at this place. God led him and caused him to break through. Now, I don't know whatever the situation is that you're facing. It could be a, a miracle healing that you're needing. It could be the uh, salvation of a loved one. It could be finance. It could be um, just real clarity of guidance, but nothing is coming. But whatever it is, life is full of these stops that block our way, that don't move out of the way and we really want God to say God come through and bring breakthrough and you know the first thing about breakthrough is that God says his kingdom in 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 20 is not just a matter of talk it is power and it is power is the thing that you and I need today I'm from Christchurch I'm a Crusaders fan and I can remember when I went I wasn't I'd just come back from living in Sydney and I went to, uh, we were living in Tancred Street. I'd come back to live at home with the folks because I'd run out of money. And, um, and I was at Teachers College, and uh, I went and, and I was kind of looking for God somehow. And, you know, I knew he was kind of there by now. And I went and saw this movie called The Ten Commandments at, in, at some, somewhere anyway in Christchurch, some movie theater. And the part that impacted me the most was when good old Moses, who was then Charlton Heston, puts out his rod with his big beard. And, uh, you know, Egypt are going to take uh, out these guys. And, uh, but lo and behold, a great miracle. The Red Sea parts, Israel pass through, the, the Egyptians follow on, and they get drowned. Wow, I thought, that is the God of power. That's the God that I need. And I came home really late at night, about 11 o'clock, and for, I mean, it must have been nearly an hour. I wasn't a Christian. I just said, God, I know you were there. I can't find you, but I need you. I had habits and addictions and things in my life I could not break. And, uh, you know, I said, maybe looked okay on the outside, but inside it was a different story. And uh, then two days later, I was at college and a guy came and spoke and shared a miracle healing of someone who uh, had uh, been healed of cancer quite miraculously, gone before a board of doctors. It was amazing. I thought, that is the God that I'm after. 
And I, at that point, gave my life to Jesus Christ. It was the best decision I had ever made. And I knew that this was why I was on planet Earth. And I took note of the time and I had a look at my watch. Oh, three minutes to one on the, the Wednesday, the 11th of September. I gave my heart to Jesus. I've never regretted it. God is so good. Yes, life has its challenges, but we serve a good God. He is a God who does bring breakthrough. And I tell you, the key that you will find in life, point number one, I think it's on the slide there, is to connect with the power. Connect with the power is your key. Giving your heart to Jesus is a starting point, and he will change. He will turn you around. He will bless your life. He will do you good. I went up to a place called Picton um, after I moved up from Christchurch, and I was actually the pastor there. I was a young guy. I was single, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, still don't a lot of the time, but I was really bad then, and I was inflicting myself on these poor people in our church. And one of the guys was, I think he had been ex-army or something like this. He liked to go hunting in Picton, and he said, come on, Steve, let's go out. Hunting. I said, oh, okay. I hadn't, you know, the town boy hadn't really done too much of that. I like to get, you know, guns and shoot them, but uh, that was about it. You know, like just little wee air rifles. And um, I, I, I went out with Bruce and we were looking around. And we couldn't see any, any pigs, any deer, nothing like that. So, but we fired a few shots because we thought it would be good to do. And so, but, you know, we came across this, um, you know, this, this land and there was a, a, a fence on the land. And so, you know, I, I went first, and so there's a style thing, and I cross over like this, and I go over the fence, but I did not know that this was an electric fence. And I, you know, I heard about them, but I didn't know it, and I only knew it as I was halfway over. My back was like arched like this, and I felt this amazing bolt coming through my back, and I just jumped so high in the air, landing on the other side, and I had really connected with power. <laughs> I totally had, but... You know, to use that analogy, coming to Jesus, when you meet with God, you know, I had such a bad, foul mouth, I could not probably say three words without swearing. It was so bad and really probably very embarrassing. I was working at my dad's factory, which, is, which was, was in Ferrymead, and, uh, you know, the guys there, I, I think they made comments about me, and the, these are factory guys. I was just so, so bad with my mouth. And, you know, I came to Jesus. He just cleaned up my mouth. He just set me free. It was incredible. I had such a bad temper. I had grown up hating my father. I couldn't wait to get away and just leave, leave home. And uh, I just, you know, had such a, I remember playing tennis. It was something like this. I broke like five tennis rackets in my first season. Uh, yeah, just ridiculous. And just nonsense like this. But Jesus set me free, and I'm a lot better. I don't break the rackets so often. No, I don't break any rackets. You know, but God set me free. That is what I was looking for. This morning, if you're looking for power, you're in the right place. This is a great church. We serve a great God. His name is Jesus. He is a God of all power. He is almighty God. He is the God of the breakthrough. And he can be the God of your breakthrough this morning. No matter how gigantic it may be, God is way bigger and he can overcome. So put on the switch, turn it on and connect with the power. That is Jesus. You know, point number two, for us to get the power, we need to increase in prayer, to enlarge ourselves in prayer. 
Yep, there we go. You know, prayer is a great breakthrough. By and large, it's been dropped by the, the church in New Zealand, and we do a lot of really important and good stuff. But without prayer, just being bathed in prayer, my friend, it is limited as to how far it can go. The Bible says in John sixteen twenty four, ask that you might receive. God says, you have not because you ask not. Have you asked? Have you knocked on? that door have you uh you know say god i want my answer lord i'm not going to let you go until you answer me Uh, you know i want that spirit in my life i say god i'm not going to let you go until i get what i want i'm or you're going to give me amazing grace to get through whichever it is god i won't let you go until you hear me like jacob when he wrestled with the angel in prayer he would not let god go it was a desperate time in his life and he made use of that time and he launched into prayer Wrestling with God, God came and met him. Maybe you need to do that right now. Something is just so on you and around you and it's not moving and it's not disturbing. I believe God is calling you to to press and enlarge yourself. You know, in Acts chapter 12, it says that Peter was taken and he was put in prison and the church began to pray and they had constant prayer. And that word constant in the Greek means to be stretched out in prayer. I want to encourage you to stretch out in prayer, to enlarge the place of your tent, of your prayer life and really press in. There were times in my life where I have, you know, really done this because it was desperate. And I prayed through many hours in the night, just prayer, prayer. But almost like the day or two after, God encourages me. I know I'm on track and I keep going and I keep pressing through. And also, I've been just uh, uh, doing something else, a little bit of fasting of late. You know, and, uh, you know, Daniel fast are really quite achievable with his vegetables. After a while, you know, they're a bit not that exciting, but that's okay. At least you can get, yes, good for you as well. But, you know, when Daniel sought God with fasting like that, the angel of God comes to him after 21 days and he gets amazing breakthroughs and sees things in God. Why don't you try some fasting? Why don't you stretch out in prayer and in fasting? Matthew 17, 21, Jesus said, this kind does not come out except through prayer and fasting. Some breakthroughs really require prayer and fasting. So there was Peter in Acts 12. The church is praying constantly. They're stretching out. And lo and behold, angel comes, releases Peter. He goes and knocks on the door. Rhoda is there. She opens the door. Oh, it's Peter. Oh, how amazing. Slams the door, goes and tells the people. He keeps knocking on the door. She's telling everyone. They say, no, it's not him. It's not him. It's too quick, you know. Well, yep, sure enough, it is Peter. Come on in. Your breakthrough can come suddenly. It can come quickly. It may come much faster than you think. You don't know till you stretch out in prayer and say, God, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to stretch out and say, God, come and break through in my life. Hallelujah. Stretch out in prayer. Do something. Get to the church prayer meeting. Pray some time at home. Get with a friend and pray and maybe try some fasting as well. Okay. Our third step this morning for us to get breakthrough. It's it's an interesting one. It's being generous. And um, being generous with people is so godlike. And I, I just know some of you guys are full of that. And I just think of a lady called Dorcas or Tabitha in Acts chapter 9, verse 36. And it says that there was a lady named Tabitha, her Greek name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. And about that time, she became sick and she died. She actually she passed from this life. And Peter went down there into the room. He got on his knees and he prayed. And turning Toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand, and he helped her to her feet. Her breakthrough was actually death. 
she overcame in death. And I believe, why was it? You know, she was so generous-hearted. It just touched the heart of God. The people just so wanted her back. And somehow that just brought a, a wonderful and amazing breakthrough. Generosity of heart can get you your breakthrough. It really can. And uh, never, ever look down on someone who's that way because it so touches the heart of God. So one of these keys I'm sharing today could be your key. Could be your key. It won't be all of them, but it will be one of them. This for you. Okay, number four is the area of forgiveness. Okay, what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not saying it doesn't matter because it does matter. Forgiveness is not saying that I'm over my hurt because you may not be. Forgiveness is not trust because that person has to prove themselves to you. But what forgiveness is, it's a struggle sometimes. You know, it's a thing I battle with at times. I personally learned a great way to, to, to work through forgiveness is just giving thanks to God for that situation and for that person. It can be a real process. Forgiveness must start with the will. Lord, I choose to forgive. You say in your word, you will forgive me as we forgive those. So, Lord, I'm going to do it. I don't care if it kills me. I'm going to forgive and bless that person. Forgiveness is so godlike, and forgiveness needs the grace of God. You know, I think of the lady, and you may know the story. It's quite a well-known one, Corrie Ten Boom. I'm pretty sure she came to Christchurch. Uh, she's long passed away now. So Corrie Ten Boom and her sister were in uh, a concentration camp with the uh, Germans. Uh, Soldiers there did horrific and terrible things to Corrie and her sister, uh, Betty, I think her name was. And um, Betty died in, in um, the, Betsy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Very good. So Betsy died there in, in the prison camp. And, uh, you know, Corrie was released and she moved on. And she began to have, develop a, into a speaking ministry. And uh, a year after World War II ended, she was in Munich. And she was speaking there, and on the message was on forgiveness. And she was talking away. And um, she, was, she was talking, and as she, she finished her message, a gentleman comes to her, and, and she recognized that this was a guard from the prison camp that she had been in, doing these horrific things to her and to her sister. And he said, Fraulein, Thank you so much for forgiving me. And he put forth his hand to shake hers. And Corrie just suddenly, all this anger just erupted in her heart. And she said, God, I just can't do this. She's just saying this in her heart silently as he's extending his hand. And she just said, Lord, help me. And she felt this tremendous grace just come into her heart. And she extended her hand and said, Brother, I forgive you. From that time, her ministry began to go across the globe, and she ended up as an elderly lady traveling to over 60 countries around the world. My question is this. What would have happened if she just said, oh, it's just too much? I wonder if her ministry would have extended that far. The word forgiveness has the thought in it of release. I believe as Corrie was able to gain victory, and get breakthrough in forgiveness, it released her and released the call of God on her life into everything God had for her. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very sobering passage in the book of Job and chapter 42. 
Job went through so much, you know, and uh, well-meaning believers were surrounding him and telling him things. And, you know, he really, uh, he just knew they were wrong and they would not change in their thinking. And at the end of it, after he'd passed through such deep, deep waters of losing family and money and uh, just a whole range of things, reputation, just everything, God comes to Job and he says several things. And one of the things in Job 42 and verse 10, God says to Job is this, and I'll just um, read it, and you're welcome to turn there as well if you wish. So Job 42 and verse 10. So God said to Job, I want you to pray for your friends. Job 42 and verse 10, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. You know, our attitude towards other people is a great key in breakthrough and in restoration. You know, people are a challenge. You know, I love the whole world, just my neighbor I can't stand. Or, You know, and that's just how, because we need, you know, God wants to change us. And he uses often unjust and wrong situations to do that. Because that's just how God works. And he takes something bad and he turns it for good. And so much of God's time, he's working on dealing in here. And in Job's case, that's part of what he was doing. There were just issues in Job's life. But God had a great plan for Job. And God has a great plan for you. And, and after you have passed through, you will be enlarged. You will be enlarged in heart and enlarged internally. And then you'll be enlarged externally as well, just like Job was. A great, a great key is forgiveness it, it, because it's all that thing of love and it's all the greatest is love. F- finally and fifthly this morning, for us to receive our breakthrough, we need to w- move in declaration of the word of God. Yeah. This is such a key. And I've got a, a little testimony I, I want to personally share with you, something that really surprised me. So if you have a Bible, I would like you to turn to this one because we may, may even do it together. So in the book of Malachi, sorry, I might have said another verse, book of Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. It is a great verse, and um, it just says this, and I'm not speaking on, on money, and I'm sure everyone's a great givers here, but it says these words in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouses that there may be food in my house, and try me in this says the Lord of hosts. And see, I was at and see here. See, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. This is a verse on tithing. Now, we're New Testament Christians, and we're under grace. Isn't that good? The amazing thing is, in grace, in the New Testament, it's often more that God, this is a great starting point, but uh, it's actually, grace is a whole lot more. So the thing is here that <clears throat> I was in a situation um, probably about a year ago, and I say, God, I would like some more money. I need some more money. God, it would be very nice. And, uh, you know, I faithfully tithed over the years. And I thought, well, 
I read that verse and I just see what you promise. And so I made a decision in my mind that I would take this verse and I would begin to declare it over my finances every single day. And so I'd bring out my Bible on my phone and I'd say, God, you said this. And I'd quote that verse to God every day. Two months later, a letter comes in the mail. And it's from some crowd in Australia I've never heard of, a big long name like Worthington Clark, blah, 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 and something else about them. And they said this, oh, uh, we we do this sort of thing and you've got some money owing to you from these shares. I don't have any shares, you know. And I think, oh, you know, you've heard of various things that people try and do and then they want more money. You know, I bet it's one of those things. So I forget, oh, hang on, just have a look. And so I just did some scouting around and some checking and even went on the New Zealand Law Society and they were actually on the New Zealand Law Society website. They're saying, these these guys are okay. So I thought, oh, wow, really? I didn't, you know, I looked at it again and it said, 26 years ago, uh, it said... You had, when I was living in Blockhouse Bay, it said, you had these shares in this company, and I thought, I didn't ever have any shares. But what I'd done is I'd taken a life insurance policy out, and the life insurance policy was all based around shares in this company. And that's how they structured it. I didn't know that. I just thought it was life insurance, but it was shares. And so they said, you, you know, there's quite a reasonable amount of money here. And they said, but they want a big chunk of it. So I thought, oh, I don't want that. So I tried to get it myself and couldn't do it. So I went back after about a month and said, okay, you do it. And then about, a, I'm still declaring my verse every day. And then um, about another month passed, and in that bank account appeared several thousands, like quite a lot of thousands of dollars. I believe... That only came because I declared this verse. Now, it was there. It was locked away. And on these registries that are so hidden that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known about them at all, and you can't find them. But it was locked away. It was now owned by the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. And I believe as I began to declare the word of God, I was doing the word of God. I was bringing my tithe into the storehouse, but now I was declaring God's word. And I think there's a real key here. You know, yes, doing is important, but I want to say don't forget to declare because declaring stirs up faith. And God, you said, God loves that when you do that. What is it that you are looking to God for today? Why don't you start declaring the word of God and speaking the word of God to your situation? If it's healing, declare that I am the Lord, your healer. You know, my God will supply all my needs if it's finance. Maybe it's a relationship. You know, uh, you'll be saved and your house. Thank you, God. And so begin to speak the word of God. It's very tangible and very, very... And so now I'm probably declaring about 10 verses a day on a range of areas like that because I've been so stirred up and I haven't forgotten this one either. You know, I... I, Why not? It's a great thing to do. So as we finish the message this morning, I'm just going to review, but why don't, you, why don't we just look at this verse together? And I don't know what version you've got, and if you haven't got your Bible with you, that's okay, but go to the person maybe next to you, hopefully they've got a Bible, and have a look at that verse, and we're going to say that verse um, out loud, and when we say it, and I know your version may be different, don't worry, you're saying it to God, but when you say it, say it with faith, 
in your heart. Say, God, you say this. You, uh, this is your word. Your word cannot pass away. Your word is true. God is a mighty God. He is a God of breakthrough. He is for you today. He's not against you. Yes, the devil might be contending with you, but God is right there beside you. He's in you. He's for you. He wants to go through that thing. He wants to bring breakthrough in your life. So we'll do this in the area of finance because that's always a common one. And uh, there may be other ones that I'd encourage you to declare as well. So will you stand with me right now? And we're going to declare Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Just in your own version, right, here we go. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it. And just the first part of verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Father, right now, we want to thank you for your word, which is mighty, which is powerful. Lord, and we declare today, we will see breakthrough. We will see it in finance. We will see it in healing. We will see it today in the salvation of loved ones. God, we will see it in relationships being restored. We declare today, our God is a mighty God. You are the master of the breakthrough, that nothing, Lord, is too hard for you. And we release breakthrough faith in our hearts today. We rebuke every work of the devil. We bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name. And we release God's power to work afresh in our individual lives. And in this church, we declare enlargement. We declare expansion. We pray the prayer of Jabez. Oh, and bless me, Lord. Enlarge our territory. Expand and bring increase, Father, on the left and the right. Lord, we praise you for that now. We thank you as the team lead us in song. And as they lead us in song, keep reaching out for your breakthrough this morning. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord.